welcome back to the haunted heart that was with your sweet. hosts. I'm not done. Oh, well, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I'm over here sweating. Jesus, God. It's hot as fuck. We are having a spell. I'm sorry. That was off brand. No, Satan, no. God. <laughs> no, I just, it, it is, is so a curse. warm. We can't run this AC because if we do, then you all won't be able to hear our beautiful voices. Instead, you will hear shh. Right. You can refer to episode two of this podcast for that. <laughs> Wasn't it episode two that we It forgot? was probably several episodes, I feel like. <laughs> we no. were nice and cool, though. We weren't hot no. and sweating and nasty uh, like we are now. I'm going to tell you what. And ill. In a a few days ago, it was beautiful. It was nice. It truly was. I stepped First day outside. of Virgo season, and that weather corrected, honey. Uh-huh. She snapped right into I, tune. But also, like Virgo, she's fucking a bipolar son can't of a bitch. Can't make up her. God bless can't make up her mind. Just like me. Uh, so Satan has decided to uh, sit his ass crack upon the earth. Yay, verily. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Yay, and verily, Satan hath come and placed yeah. his taint upon us. <laughs> and and produced a heat wave so oppressive that I just can't even. Yeah. White girl can't even. For real. Seriously. Apologies to everybody who is not in Virginia or D.C. or Southern Maryland right now and is not experiencing what we are experiencing. But girl, I'm telling you what. It's hate. This what? It is hate. <laughs> it's, it's hate out. It's hate. It's hate. It really is. I went, uh, uh, oh, oh, I went to the Spirit Halloween today. Ooh. Spooky, ooky, ooky. No, seriously, props to, like, Spirit Halloween this year. They really fucking they killed it, it with their in-store displays. Yeah, they bring it. Which yeah. is good, because last year I felt like it was a lot of recycled material. Yeah, yeah. last year it wasn't the greatest. Uh, it wasn't the most inspired. Um, Although their Hocus Pocus collection last year was really cool. It's actually they, grown. Is it really? It's grown. Their I'm in-store sure. uh, collection has grown. So has their Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, and yes, their front of store display is a little... Their front of store display this year is a little underwhelming. Uh, but their back of store display is on another level that I have... I haven't seen this from Spirit, like, ever. So. You know what? I respect that, though, because that's a little bit like me. You know, I keep it looking like shit on the outside. <laughs> and then you get in deep, and that's when you realize that it's that good good for you. Yeah. But you but you got to be interested in this meager and middling <laughs> outside. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's good. If you don't love me at my tacky horrible like disgusting front side mm-hmm. you don't deserve my mm-hmm. it's just a test also kind it's of tacky <laughs> like my even tackier but kind of awesome back half <laughs> <laughs> it's like delving into my psychology it really is. i'm always testing i'm always t- and when you think that i'm done testing I'm just throwing a bigger test at you. Mm. When you think I'm done testing you, mm-hmm. you you at the SAT and you don't even know it, boy. You sitting down at that SAT table. I'm so hot it hurts to move. It really does. It doesn't help that we have one, two, three, four, five, I'm so five candles. Fucking warm. And burn some sage. I'm just um, gonna... And we're about to. Okay, <laughs> okay. And now she's naked, folks. I'm not naked. 
I'm just shirtless. I'm I'm wearing tight. I'm wearing three articles of clothing. She's got a nude fishnet on. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and I'm just and too bra. lazy to take that off. She's got a nude fishnet, a bra, and her eyeglasses. <laughs> it's Draw fine. me like one of your French girls. <laughs> it's fine. I feel we're, a lot better, and though. I'm going to tell you what. And we're about to get two more candles lit up in here oh today. Oh, my God. Bring this heat. Bring, Bring this it. heat. Bring it. Because we have... Two new patrons that we need to uh, invoke today. We do. We do. I'm very excited. Yes. Even though it's hot, I love it. This is that delicious heat. Uh-huh. I can feel you. So we got we have to say thank you first to Melissa B. But girl, I've been calling you. Oh, I just massively smacked my mic. No, I've been calling you Missy since forever. So Missy. Yes. And on light a candle. Ha- yep. Yeah, okay. Let her have her moment, Kenneth. We're lighting our dressed candles uh, that have been infused with the intention of goodwill and health and prosperity. And then the second is for... Holly B. Yay! Yay! Good vibes only. Yes, your candles will be burning with us forever in our hearts, but at least through this episode. Yes. True, true. <laughs> I kind of like that lighter noise when we make it because it's ASMR. like the lighter noise from, not, well, I think of like Lil Wayne circa 2009. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> you remember at the beginning of every song that he did, he would do the lighter thing? He would flick that I, lighter. I remember, I remember you and I... A lot driving down the road listening to Lil Wayne and 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 TI and fuck yes, <laughs> TI just being Terrence Inglewood, just being that's not bad his name, but <laughs> just being very Caucasian, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so. So what are we talking about this week? Is it time to talk about our friends? I love talking we about our friends. We are talking about more friends. We've talked about uh, our, well, yes, we've talked about our patron friends. <laughs> and he's like, let me list all our friends. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> let me list, uh, let me list we, all of our friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, so no, we've talked about our patron friends. So now we need to talk about our uh Little Shop of Horror friends. We should. I feel like we're not being inclusive, and I don't want to be salesy, but if you would like a candle lit for you, and you would like for us to invoke you, and you want to be part of our Patreon family, then you can hop over to patreon.com slash thehauntedheart, and when you sign up, we will induct you on the podcast. Yes, we will. I feel like for new new people who just tuned in, they're probably like, what the fuck... That yeah, am I listening? And, to? and there's there's Is more this perks a podcast and stuff about lighting candles that way too. Yeah, <laughs> there are more perks, so definitely head on over there to check it out. But yes, let's now get let's into our little shops of heart because I am excited. Uh, we are featuring one of our dear, dear friends, mm-hmm. one of OG our OG supporters, Haunted Heart Gang. Yes. And I'll let you, since I talked about the patrons, I'll let you do the introduction. Oh. Yeah, let me, I'll, yeah, okay. you can do the introduction. I Keep mean, you on your right. toes today. Well, shit. So, we are talking about our favorite 
uh, Fru Fru and Feathers mm-hmm. today, run by our sweet friend, Christy. You may have seen her if you're a member of the Facebook group, then I'm sure you've interacted with Christy. She's on there all the time. Yes. Um, she is an incredible seamstress. She is all the time, like cooking up some kind of beautiful costume. She's done, like, some Grecian pieces. She does a lot of, like, Halloween costume stuff. Um, I feel weird because we opened the episode talking about Spirit of Halloween, even though I actually, Kenny and I both, like to make our costumes more so than buy them. Um, We love Spirit, but we like to kind of create things ourselves and also patronize um, artists who are making things themselves year-round because it's just better quality. Oh, yeah. I never like a. I mean, I'm not knocking the outfit in a bag because sometimes you're short on time, girl. But like, if you can supporting artists who, you know, work year round to make Halloween awesome is a good idea. So, yeah. and Christy is one of those people. Yeah, I'm just gonna go out and say it. I never buy my costumes at Spirit Halloween. Yeah, I, I literally go there for the experience, for the visuals, and I may and buy a few things. Yeah. I may buy yeah, and like a few things, accessories, yeah. but rarely there for the costumes. I'm not there yeah. for the costumes. Yeah, no. Um, no. and again, no shade to anybody who does. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not, not trying to shit on anybody. I'm just saying that if there's if it's, if it's possible for you to, because that shit is expensive that they yeah, sell in the stores. Yeah, it's very expensive, and, and if it's I'm, not well made. Like you would right. do much better off like finding somebody like. And feathers. Right, like if I'm gonna spend that money, I'm gonna spend it like making sure that it's quality and just having followed uh, the work from Christy mm-hmm. at Fru Fru and Feathers, uh, hands down, that's mm-hmm. where I would go. I mean, she's got really cool uh, uh, like suit jackets that she hand paints. Bitch, don't talk about that too much. I'm trying to keep it on the low. Oh. <laughs> I got a little something in the works. But I'm just saying, like, she there's a lot of like hand like hand painted things too. Yeah. And really All cool of it, things. every single piece she makes by hand. And so it's it's got those unique touches that you only get with something that is made like by order for you. And if you want a shirt covered in blood, you can go to her directly because for she absolutely uh yeah, did we? We Short went over this. Time. Is it is it splatter or spatters? Does she blood spatter? She's or splatters? I think, I think it's a spatter. I I'm gonna go with spatter. She, I think you made up the, the word splatter during our crossover with yeah. APC. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, if you need a bloody shirt and you don't have time to murder a homeless person on your way to work, she's where you go. <laughs> Just also don't. Please. Also don't murder. Please Anyone. don't. I don't need that. Um, Particularly homeless people. They got enough problems. So yeah. I'm just saying. Don't murder. So people. you can find her on Etsy if you search Fru-Fru and Feathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing on Instagram. Fru-Fru is spelled F-R-U. Mm-hmm. And she also is being very gracious and offering a special discount code for uh, our Facebook group members. So if you would be interested, head on over to our Facebook group and you will be able to get access to that code. It will be 20% off uh, any orders, $50 or more on existing stock. So head on over to our Facebook group, check it out. Yes. Uh, Get you some her because Halloween season is quickly approaching and... You need to get you a costume ready. Yes, you do. You don't want to be not ready. That's when we come for you. Mm-hmm. It is. 
Yes. So, time for Podlight. Yes. So, this week's Podlight is a podcast. They're a newer podcast um, that I am really excited about. I personally enjoy them called Killer Jobs. And what it's hosted by Chris. And what Chris does is research the day jobs of the serial killers that you have probably heard a billion different podcast episodes on. Mm. So the Ed Geens of the world, the Ted Bundy's of the world. They even have an episode on Jerry Brudos, who is one of my favorite serial killers. If you watch the show Mindhunter, then you probably know who he is. But prior to that, um, he was known in the true crime community, but he wasn't super crazy widely known. But Jerry Brudos is one of my, if one can have a favorite serial killer, he would probably be one of mine. It's very weird. I, I feel like one one can. Yeah, we can. Um, so this podcast is really cool. It kind of looks at things from a different sort of angle. It's a little on the shorter side. So if you're the type of person who's, um, I mean, I consume all kinds of podcasts. But if you like shorter episodes, Chris has you covered. And it's kind of an interesting angle to look at your favorite serial killers from. Because I have listened to a shitload of true crime. And this was like fresh and exciting and cool so good yeah. work chris everybody go check him out podcast is called killer jobs it's available i'm assuming every way that you listen to podcasts but i definitely know that it's on apple Podcasts because that's where i'd be listening and he is also on twitter at killer jobs i think it might be killer jobs podcast but twitter won't load right now so <laughs> okay just find them yeah <laughs> it's 2018 Y'all know. Mm-hmm. Y'all found this podcast. Go find that one. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, Twitter. There's my pitch. Yeah. <laughs> I think that leads into our segue. Or that is our segue. Oh. A lead into our segue, kind of. You know what other app I don't know how the fuck it works is Tinder. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. I don't. Here's the thing. <laughs> I met the love of my life before dating apps really became a huge thing. Yeah. So when I see all of these youngins oh, around here youngins. doing their, their, their swiping. Yeah. And their grinding. I, is left right? Is left good and right I, is bad? I literally have no fucking clue. I think left is bad and right is good. You, you've got your Tinder. I've literally never used it. They're grinding out here. One time I had a Plenty of Fish profile for like a day. I, I think I remember that. It was really funny. I, I mean, it was literally like a day. Because I was like, oh, this will be really funny. And then like I got a bunch of dick pics and I was like, well. <laughs> bye. 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 Also, I just don't really feel like I translate to 2D very well. Like, I feel like I'm a 3D experience, you know? Like, And there's a quote for us. <laughs> it's just not a, there's a lot to squeeze into 2D for me, I feel like. Yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't know nothing about it. Don't do it, never have. It's just weird to me. It's foreign. I don't I get mean, it. I mean, I don't think you should call it weird because, like, I think that's how people I said it's meet weird to now. me. Yeah. But I think that's how you meet people now. Like, I mean, well, I don't I too much because I don't people... fucking know. It, like, I just don't. I don't think. Oh, here's the thing. I don't think it's fair for me to be on something like Tinder or, like, anything like that because I am so fucking weird. Like, if you see me in a photo, you think, oh, look at this presentable, nice young lady 
who looks a little quirky. Really? Or whatever. I don't know. It I, depends I have on no the fucking picture. idea. It what, depends on the picture. That's fair. Uh, there's a wide variety. No, but. You I, can find some on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I just feel like you get like one impression from like looking at a photo of me and then you meet me and I'm absolutely fucking insane from jump street and it's like i feel like that's a bait and switch like i feel like you got to meet me out at the grocery store in the middle of a fucking psychotic breakdown in the produce aisle and think hey that girl's cute like that's the only chance that we have of making it work yeah is like if you see how crazy i am and then you are still interested that's how you got to vet them yeah i can't do that successfully online so yeah, I think a lot of the times, and not always, but you it it turns into this like, um, like hookup culture that I don't know. I've just never been. I've, I'm yeah. I'm not that no no shade no shade to all you whores out there, <laughs> <laughs> and in here <laughs> and in here. Uh, but that's just never been something. That's just not. That's just not me. Uh, I feel and, you. Uh, so I just have never gravitated towards that. So yeah, I feel you. It's just weird. Like when I'm at work and I see all of these people and they're talking about their their grinders and they they've got their tenders and they're like, oh well, I met this person and you know we went out on this date and I'm just sitting there like, uh huh. Yeah, like I have no <laughs> frame of reference. Yeah, I'm like, I'm okay. okay. I actually thought about getting tender just so I could have a frame of reference for when people talk about it, but I just have no interest. Let me tell you a funny story. Okay. One time at work, mm-hmm. there was a, I got a, I got a job application mm-hmm. or uh, someone had submitted their job application to me and. Please tell me they didn't have their tender username on their no, they job didn't. resume. So they, <laughs> their, their resume was nothing but a picture of themselves sitting in a chair. Just a photo Just a of photo. Them. That was their resume. Just a photo of them. Um, and then one of the other assistant managers came up to me a day later and was like, Kenny, this person hit me up on Grindr. Um, and I think it was the same person who submitted your <laughs> submitted the application because in both the photo on Grindr and on the application, the person was wearing the same hoodie. The face was cropped out on, on the Grindr because apparently that's a thing. Oh, like you is don't it? do face pictures. Oh, I can't on have that because I need to know what your face looks right. like. Because if it's fucked up, then I can't have that. Well, it's it's the gay world, so we're really only looking for anything from the neck down. So I guess that's what we're advertising here, people. I don't I don't know, but yeah. I don't so know about that. I showed the picture. Like he showed me accurate. the picture. He sh- yeah, right. He showed <laughs> me the picture, and damn if it was not the same person. So the same person that had hit me up for a job also hit my assistant manager up on Grinder. Just saying. do we think that he saw the assistant manager first and then applied for the job, or that he applied for the job, saw the assistant manager, and was like, "Let me get this." I don't know. No clue. Or that he's just so effective at blanketing. You know, they say that if you're looking for a job, you need to blanket the area with your resume. (laughs) Stay on the top of your recruiter's mind. Yeah. Including hitting them up on dating apps. So if you haven't figured it out. We're talking dating apps today. We're talking dating app crimes and everything. Uh, Basically just dating app crimes. (laughs) And everything that happens, that has (laughs) happened in in dating app crimes. because. Every single one. Buckle the fuck in. Yes. So. We got that good Patreon money now, so we upped our (laughs) storage content. This podcast is going to be four hours long. Shit. 
So, according to figures from 30 police forces across England and Wales, the number of reported crimes where dating apps like Tinder or Grindr are mentioned have risen more than sevenfold in the last two years. Mm. Yes. Hmm. So, we all know, like, growing up, and here's the weird part, because, and, and it's also what makes it weird for me. Growing up, we were always told, you know, don't listen to strangers. Don't... Uh, take candy from strangers. Don't do anything involving yeah. strangers. Don't talk to strangers. And now we literally strangers. like summon strangers via Uber to take us to wherever we want to go. We call strangers to get in their car specifically. Right. <laughs> and we invite them into our homes randomly for hookups via these dating apps. Yeah. And by like, the way, I'm, I'm not gonna, no, no shade to anybody, but I'm going to actively say that if you meet somebody on Tinder, you should go out and meet them somewhere. In a you know public I mean? place. They shouldn't pick you up. You shouldn't invite them back to your house. You shouldn't go to their house. You need to meet them out somewhere. And you need to let someone know where you are and where you're going and what this person looks mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Get a description and you tell somebody. Because you never know. People are crazy nowadays, as we are about to get into. Honey, I even Snapchat. I snapshot my fucking Uber driver's information and send it out to, like, you and mom and whoever. That's like, smart. I, I don't fuck with that. No, 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 no. That's smart. That is definitely smart. And even though Uber actually has a lot of really good features, like, you can track somebody as they're in their Uber yeah. around. Which is actually a very smart feature. Yeah. So, Tinder arrived on the dating scene in 2012, and since then, uh, various apps have followed in its wake. So, prior to this, people obviously used sites like OkCupid and Plenty of Fish, like you mentioned. Girl, the free. But online dating was certainly less prolific than it is now. Yeah. So, there's been uh, speculation about how safe dating apps are, and everybody has an urban myth type, you know, friend of a friend who got catfish story, right? We actually uh, <laughs> covered one of those. Stories. We did, we did. Um, but up until now, nobody had looked into this properly. So, thanks to a freedom of information request filed by the Press Association to local police forces, uh, there are now some figures available. And these figures suggest that a rise in some crimes can be linked to dating apps. And according to the 30 police forces who responded to this uh, FOI, the number of reported crimes where dating apps are mentioned have risen more than sevenfold in the past two years, which is an increase of 650%. And that was in the UK specifically. Yeah, this was just like a a study done in the UK specifically. So these uh, reported crimes included rape, violent assault, um, grooming. I'm not sure. What does that mean? Do you know what that means? Grooming? (laughs) Because it's right there with attempted murder. It's grooming and attempted murder. The only grooming that I'm aware of is like grooming, like grooming someone to be a victim of sexual assault. Maybe. But, but I don't think that's like a long term. That reminds thing. me of like that's how not they a used to a short term date thing. But that reminds me of like Oh, maybe it's groping. No, it's specifically grooming. No, but maybe that's like British slang for groping. You know what I mean? Like petting is like heavy making out. Mm. Remember how That's what I was getting ready to, to say. Petting, yeah, they used to say right? no heavy petting. Maybe grooming <laughs> is like like groping someone without their permission. Perhaps. UK listeners, let us know. Hit right. us up. At the Haunted Heart Podcast on Instagram, at the Haunted Heart on Twitter. We want to know what grooming means. Mm-hmm. Maybe message us if it's real nasty. <laughs> message us if you're nasty. <laughs> no! <Sorry. laughs> no! This is about crime. 
As we're talking about how we don't get involved with strangers. (laughs) So, yes, 55 reports of crimes mentioned uh, Grindr or Tinder in 2013, jumping to 412 in one year by October of 2015. That's insane. So these figures show there were 135 crime reports in which Grindr was mentioned and Tinder was mentioned in 277 reports of crimes in 2015. Hmm. Uh and these are from where just Tinder and Grinder have been mentioned, like in the specifics of the crime. So it can vary. It's not necessarily always like what they like. I don't know how you would use Tinder to kill someone, but it's always been like a part of whatever crime. Like either they met them or they were harassing them Got through you. the app. Yeah, you know it has many layers. So, uh, like an onion. Yeah. Like an, an onion, onion has many layers. Yeah. Or a baklava. <laughs> I love S- a good baklava. Sweet, sticky, nutty baklava. Yeah. So, obviously, police are just telling people to make sure that we are all using caution when doing these dating apps. Like we said, uh, as they continue to grow, because I'm 100% sure that like they're not going away. Yeah. Uh, and it will only grow. So no, and I think it's cool. Like I think the good side of it is that you know before we delve into the fucking worst of the worst, um, the good side of it is that like you get to meet people who maybe you wouldn't have come into contact with otherwise. Yeah, you know, like you're. I do think that people are kind of like reaching across more boundaries than than maybe they were in our parents' generation or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Which I think is totally cool. Yeah. Uh, However, <laughs> some real nasty shit can go down. It really is. Which is what is. we're here to and talk especially, to Especially, like, I'm going to get into a little bit in this uh, this grinder scene. I don't have a grinder, never have had one, don't ever want one. I'm good. Uh, but I do know, like, it's <laughs> some nasty shit can go down uh, on that app. And yeah, I have one case in particular, actually. And it's actually kind of a cannibal case. So this is my redemption episode for my fucking cannibal case that got uh, cut out by the Eaten. fucking audacity machine audacity who had the audacity your cannibal to story. fucking mutilate my story. This is my... It's kind of poetic, though. Redemption. So my case involves Stefano... Brizzy? I'm just going to say Stefano, mm-hmm. the cannibal cop killer. I knew that you were going to do that one. Yes. So, <laughs> Stefano was born on June 26th, 1966, mm-hmm. in the small Italian town of San Marcello in Tuscany. He was the mm-hmm. youngest of three children, and his fa- father was a civil servant, and his mother worked in child health care, and his family were, like, devout Catholics. He first realized that he was gay when he was around 15 years old, and friends are quoted as saying this was something Stefano really struggled with, given his family's strict religious beliefs. And he was described as being a very tormented boy who never really never really found peace within himself. Mm-hmm. And, and these were different times. I mean, even if you take out the religious equation, coming out as a gay man was something very defiant and dangerous in those days. Yeah. So he's a lot older than I thought he was. Actually, you said he was born in 1966. 1966, yeah. Huh. Yeah. He's he's older than I thought he was. Yeah. 
so he eventually moved to Florence, where he took up Firenze. Uh, Florence, <laughs> yes. Where he took up computer programming. Uh, but once he hit his forties, he was diagnosed with HIV and mm. hepatitis C. Mm. Now, we all know in the 80s when this disease was running rampant throughout the community and we didn't know much about it, that it was kind of a death sentence for a lot of people, for a lot of people. And that stigma even happens today, even given the advances in medicine, uh, with things like PrEP and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even though there were medicines available to him that kept him healthy, it really began to sort of affect his mental state a little bit. Um. So despite all that, he began working as a senior web developer for Stanley Morgan in London, like making some fucking bank. Okay. Yeah. I think making pretty good money. Mm. So. So he's clearly bilingual too. Yeah. So, but we know that this is the, it's kind of like a perfect storm, right? Mm. For a lot of people, because if you're already dealing with issues and then you factor in something like a semi-disposable income, you can really create a toxic lifestyle there. Yeah. There's the potential for a lot of vice. Vices, yes. Just like my mama said, idle hands do the devil's work, honey. (laughs) They do. They do. (laughs) You got to stay busy and pole. And sometimes idle hands make a podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Staying busy and (laughs) pole. Right. So, unfortunately, that happened. And after moving to London, he started mixing himself in with drugs uh, specifically GHB, ketamine, and eventually that good old crystal meth. Oh, now I was going to figure him for a cocaine guy. Mm, nah, he was he, in that crystal. But he went, he, went to the, he went the West Virginia route. He, yeah, yeah, he was into that crystal meth. And after less than three years with Stanley Morgan, he was asked to leave in 2015. Well, fucking of course, because you can't be like working in a nice investment banking firm in London, which is like a big, huge financial hub, and be on fucking crystal meth. No, like, not at all. Not they at might all. let you do coke, but on that meth, <laughs> no. <laughs> Shit, they probably they probably have fucking coke in the bathrooms, just like when you go to a nice ass place and they have that like nice like, a, like salt to exfoliate your hands after you wash and your like hands. A, a, a personal, but it's just a fucking dish of cocaine. A person there just offers you like a, a sample <laughs> they, size they of scrape co- it cocaine for you with the like razor blade. Oh my god. <laughs> No, but you can't be on meth and be working somewhere classy. No, and that no, ain't no, no shade no. to nobody who's doing meth. What? No, I mean, no, I'm saying. Well, I feel like I called out West Virginia, and I know that there's somebody like in West Virginia listening to the podcast, and they're like, "Fuck you!" But here's the thing. No, 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 no. We no. come from a fucking place of meth. <laughs> like we come from that area, so we are you. Yeah. And we're sorry. No, West Virginia has a lot of problems. There's a lot of issues there, which yeah. we can discuss yeah. never on this <laughs> on this podcast. It's cool. I mean, it, you know, it's just the opioid crisis that everybody's yeah. ignoring and pretending doesn't exist because it serves the uh, um, <clears throat> one specific party in this country. Right. And so I'm going forward. <laughs> so. And I'm going forward a little bit. So we have Stefano, who is heavily into drugs and obviously not in a healthy state of mind. He did uh, he did try to get some help for mm-hmm. a moment, mm-hmm. uh, for a with, moment, for a moment, uh, but nothing nothing worked really for him. So is he unemployed at this point? Yes, he's unemployed. Okay, so when he's he lost trying to get the job help, at Morgan Stanley, he, yeah. didn't, he just didn't get another one. 
He, no. he was like, let me just. Yeah. Yeah. This was like, this is the spiral. Okay. So yeah. a few months after he left his job, Stefano created a posting on two gay dating apps. One of which is of course, Grindr. The other was on a gay fetish app called Recon. No clue what that is. Recon. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm not trying to. Uh, okay. I'm not, not going there. Okay. I'll I mean, go there. <laughs> I'm unafraid. So he posted under the username Dom SE1 that he was, quote, free now for a hot, dirty, sleazy session. Free of this fucking job and future. <laughs> like. <laughs> Free now for a hot, dirty, sleazy session. That's like the meth head equivalent of a Little Caesars hot and ready pizza. Girl, absolutely. That. Mm. So. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. So he got a response. Okay. From a gentleman by the name of Gordon Simple, who was uh, actually, uh, surprise, surprise, a police chief. Huh. And he was about 59 years old. He saw the profile uh, and had started messaging Stefano back and forth uh, on Grindr. Now, Gordon uh, had a partner of 25 years, but they were in an open relationship. Uh, So he met Stefano at his home one evening where they continued to attempt to invite other guys over for a group chemsex party. What is that? Kim? Kim sex. Is yeah. it slang that I should know? No, but I don't? you shouldn't Okay, know. all right. No, it's a gay thing. It's one of okay. those dark gay things that you just don't go uh, there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know much about that. I was like, I was prepared to know more about this no. than I do. No, uh, the gay world can be okay, really... Okay, so we're leaning really gay- heavily into like the depths of the gay world instead of the Yeah, this is world. like this is like the dark web of the gay world. The dark web of the gay world. All yeah, right, got you. Just, just go in there. I got so, you. So now, chemsex is a term used mostly in the gay community to describe hooking up with someone while administering drugs such as meth to increase your sexual pleasure. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just it's not just meth. Like it can be any number of chemical drugs, <laughs> hence Kim sex. Oh, so it's Kim like chemical, not Kim like Kim Kardashian. No, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm no, just it's very... chemical. Okay. All right. Yeah. So see, whatever happened to just good old fashioned just fetish? You know what I mean? Like just punch me in the face. It became a little bit. like it became what the fuck vanilla. happened to that? It became too vanilla. But that's not you know. You just gotta. I don't know. No, this is like this is like an addict's thing. Like yeah. this evolved from like addiction and yeah. into like a thing, and unfortunately has a following. Ugh. Um. So while waiting for someone to respond to the ad, they began to engage in sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. Now, the next day, Gordon's partner filed a missing persons after several failed attempts to contact him. Seven days later, Stefano's neighbors filed a complaint because there was a smell of death coming from his apartment. So the police came to investigate. When the police arrived at his apartment that Thursday, they were met by the overpowering smell of cleaning chemicals mixed with rotting flesh. That's a a rough one. Yeah. They found Stefano. And I bet they said... 
No, this guy's probably innocent. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Given the description, they found Stefano in his underwear. Okay. Surrounded by trash bags. It kind of sounds like us, but <laughs> then it goes off the deep end. Right. Like, I'm feeling like it's, it's like, right before recording. Yeah, pretty much. We're doing that thing where we're, like, procrastinating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in various so, states of undress. Yeah. <laughs> So he was surrounded by trash bags containing chunks of flesh, a pelvis bone, a hand, and part of a spine. Yeah. Yeah, His bathtub was full of a blue-green liquid with globules of fat floating in it. This turned out to be caustic soda and spirit of salt containing hydrofluoric acid. Although he had failed to dissolve the body as he had been unable to heat the chemicals to the required 300 degrees. Nasty. Mm. Stefano later claimed that Gordon had passed away due to a sexual act gone wrong and had attempted to dispose of the body via the hydrofluoric acid. He had also attempted to grate the victim's flesh from his bones before eating some with chopsticks. Gordon's DNA was found on the chopsticks in the oven on a chopping board, and inside a cooking pot. Well, you know, I I mean, he was open. He was really open with the cops. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, oh, oh, there was also a bite mark on one of his ribs. And I think later... I'm Yeah, I'm guessing, like, part of... Probably bone and flesh, a mixture of both, and there was a bite mark on it. So was um, Stefano, was he, like, high when the police got there, or was he... I'm going to say... I don't think he was sober. Um, He later claimed... I think he later claimed that he... um, That there was no cannibalism involved, but, like, maybe. Um, (laughs) There were bite marks on his ribs and... And his DNA in your oven and crockpot, like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... Yeah. Uh, He told the officers that Satan had told him to kill Simple. Yeah. He elaborated, I spoke to Satan, and he was telling me to kill, 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 and I agreed at the first opportunity. Okay, here's the thing. I feel like that type of bullshit right there, I feel like Satan's not trying to tell you to kill anybody. You know what Satan's going to tell you? To get yours. He's going to tell you to live deliciously. (laughs) And not fucking wait around for anybody to give you yours. He's just going to tell you to get yours. True. All right, so this next part is a little graphic, um, and I'm oh, going to talk this about next it. Part. No, no, no. This We've is, already this gotten is... into like the crock pot and the oven, <laughs> no, and like blue like... plastic chemicals with globules of fat. But here's where it gets nasty. No, it get this is this gets very sexual. So like this has got some. It's going to make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it might make you uncomfortable. Um, so just forewarning you now. But I'm going to get into it. If you it. get a hard on while you're listening to this, you might be murdered. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be your proudest fat. <laughs> all right so this is um these are all quotes coming from him when he was uh, from stefano when he was talking to the police about the incident so uh he says and i quote we were obviously two men who were mature old in our own fields professionally successful we were no savages he broke down in tears as he told the court uh that simple had quote begged to be tied up put on a dog collar, and choked so he was breathless during sex. Okay. I was trying to please his desires. Unfortunately, that's how the whole thing had gone wrong, he said. Mm -hmm. He really begged for it. He wanted it. 
I suppose he was doing his best to please me. He was kissing my boots and my leather chaps. I interpreted this as willing on his part to become a more active submissive to start the game of submissive and dominant. At that point, there was some verbal exchange between us. He was calling me daddy, boss, and sir. I called him puppy and obedient dog, and when I used the word dog, he looked at me and asked, could I please be called that, sir? Stefano said that Simple voluntarily put on a mask and asked to wear a collar and leash like a dog. He agreed to be tied to the bed and was walked around the room like a dog, but Stefano said he also asked to be choked so that he was struggling to breathe. And Stefano said that that was the very first time I had done it. I wasn't into that kind of thing, but I knew... You weren't into this kind of thing? Okay, no. This is a website <laughs> specifically made right. for people who are into I that I recall type you thing, saying so you were ready that. for a hot, sleazy session. Yeah, so. I'm, not, I'm not buying it. But I knew... But you can keep going. I knew this kind of thing. People were doing it, he said. Yeah, people. Mm-hmm. Stefano said, uh, as the game went on, it became increasingly unfamiliar to him and dangerous, but Simple appeared to be enjoying it. He said they agreed a safe word which was the word red, if the bondage became too much for simple. But Stefano tearfully told the jury he never said red. So, the twist in this case is... Um, I'm sorry. Are we saying that he choked him to death? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that he never said red. But He never said they're safe word. You pass out before you die? And then right. if people leave you the fuck alone, you go ahead and wake up. Right, 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 right. Certainly not advocating that, but I'm just saying that, like, if there's a conscious partner there and you accidentally go a little bit too far and lose it for a second, just go get him a glass of water. He'll come right, right back. Like, just say, oh, fuck, hold on. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so the twist is Gordon wasn't the only person to respond to the ad. A man who would later be identified in court only as CD. Uh, is he a fucking <laughs> truck driver? CD. Yeah, it's CD here. I'm uh, rolling out of compound. Breaker, breaker, and, uh, one, two. I got the uh, package, if you will, the uh, load, if you'd like me to come on and uh, <coughs> unload it. <laughs> breaker, breaker, CD. I got a load to drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. So he found himself lost on uh, his way there while looking for a chem sex party he had been invited to by someone named Domination London, which was Gordon's uh, screen name uh, on the gay fetish app Recon. Right, Domination London. So eventually, uh, CD found the right door and rang the buzzer. There was no answer. So he rang it again and again. Eventually, a man's voice answered. It said, Hello, sorry, we are having kind of a situation here. (laughs) (laughs) CD didn't know what the voice meant by a situation, so he asked what was going on. The voice explained that somebody was feeling ill, but said not to worry because they were taking care of it. CD asked if there was anything he could do to help, and the voice said, No, everything was under control. But that the party was canceled. The voice CD would later testify sounded concerned, a little bit upset. He did not sound too worried, though. As he walked away, CD thought to himself that perhaps somebody was throwing up or sick on the carpet or something. 
The voice on the other end of the intercom belonged to Stefano. Mm. He later told police why he hadn't let CD in. Now, remember, they had invited, like, several people to come in. CD was the only person that, like, responded back. Okay. Um, So they'd invited a few men to join his party, he explained, but they didn't arrive. And when one did arrive, I was right in the middle of strangling Gordon. So Stefano was also captured on CCTV buying the equipment needed to dismember Gordon a few days late, a few days like after the murder, okay. uh, including a rather large bucket that he was that he was seen placing over his own head to make sure that an actual human head could fit in. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, mm. that's some dumb shit I would do though, probably. <laughs> Fucking come on, dude. He continued to plead innocence to murder. You might as well walk up to the fucking store clerk and be like, you think I could put a body in that? Right. What? I don't know why I'm making him, like, really Southern. Is, is it just because he He's does math? Like, maybe. what? Maybe. He's Italian. Right. <laughs> so he continued to plead innocence to murder, but guilty of obstructing a coroner, but was convicted of both crimes and sentenced to life imprisonment. Uh, and that didn't last long because he later committed suicide only a few short months into mm. his sentence, leaving behind a suicide note that read, I die in peace. So mm. that is the case yeah, of Stefano Brizzi. Gordon didn't die in peace. No, not at all. <sighs> it's just not, I hate stuff like that because it makes like, it, it, Casts a bad light on the entire like fetish community, yeah, and that's not at all what that community is about. That community is founded on and like held together by consent. Like it's oh, yeah. it is all about consent. And and if you like in that community, if you break rules about that, then you get a reputation and people don't people don't mess with you. Right. I just think it's sort of like a. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It's like a, it's the drugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? It adds, it's like a a deviation from it and which could happen at like, it it just so happens that, you know, they had to happen to be into, Mm -hmm. you know, this particular fetish with the influence of drugs. But I mean, Mm -hmm. the same thing could happen with any other number of fetishes. You know what I mean? It just varies. It's just the, the common denominator is the drug itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gordon himself actually was not clean either. He was a drug user as well. So, mm. uh, allegedly from what yeah, I Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the whole, like the Kim sex thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that <laughs> probably. Yeah. Means that everybody is, you know, so that's so that's sad though. Case. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Tone. (laughs) So I, too, am doing a... uh, I'm I'm not on the grinder scene. I'm on the Tinder scene. So I am presenting the case of Francia Ruth Ibarra Ramirez. Oh, you said that a lot better than I probably could have. I probably didn't say it right. Um, forgive me, there are some Spanish names in this story. I may not pronounce them right. I'm going to do my very best. And if I fuck them up, please tell me how to say it correctly so that I can learn. Um, so this is the case of Francia Ramirez. Uh, we are in Leon. 
Leon. In central Mexico. Leon. And if you didn't take Leon. high school Spanish and have to watch the movie every year, uh, The Lion King in Spanish is El Rey Leon. El Rey Leon. Yeah, that was good. So, I've always been able to roll my R's. <laughs> Gold star for you. You know what? That's a life skill for you. Uh, shut up. Um, so we are in Leon, uh, or Leon in Mexico. Franzia is 26 years old. She is a student at the University of Guanajuato. Guanajuato. Um, on December 3rd, 2016, Ramirez didn't show up to meet one of her friends at the movies. And when her friends attempted to call her, her cell phone was turned off and went straight to voicemail. And that raised alarm in them. So they started freaking out. Nobody could find her. And so her friends and the police poured over her social media pages. And I think it was actually her friends who uh, first found out that she was actually dating someone. Oh, wow. Yes, this came to a surprise this came as a surprise to the friends. Um, earlier in 2016, apparently Ramirez had met Emmanuel Delani Valdez Bocanegra through Tinder. Uh, he was also 26 years old, and he was an ex-medical student at the same university. Okay. So the pair met through Tinder, started dating, uh, but Ramirez never introduced him to her friends and family. So none of them knew he even existed. Although apparently they had been dating for some matter of weeks or months or however long. Yeah. So on December, uh, the friends obviously told the police about Boca Negra and he obviously was a suspect pretty quickly and the police closed in on him relatively fast. So on December 15th, 2016, during a police search of Boca Negra's apartment, gruesome remains of human bones were found in trash bags on his apartment balcony. What's with the trash bags? Canisters of caustic soda and hydrochloric acid were found beside these bags. Hydrochloric acid? Yeah. Yes. Um, Six kilos of human flesh... Uh, were retrieved from the bones in the bags, and they were matched with Ramirez's DNA. Her clothes were later found hidden in a bag inside the apartment. He, at that point, had already fled, um, and they arrested him almost five hours away in Mexico City several days later. So they got his ass. Ooh, they got him. Okay. Okay. So it's been reported by many sources um, that, and there's not a whole lot out there on this story. Mm -hmm. I wanted to cover this story because I feel like this is the type of story that we don't really, um, we don't really hear about much in the true crime community because it's perpetrated by somebody who is a member of a different like ethnicity and the victim is a member of a minority. Um, and you know, it happened in Mexico. So a lot of people, not a lot of people, some people, some very loud people, some very loud, prominent people, uh, like to brush off, um, these people and our neighbors to the South and 
Subtle. Pretend like it doesn't Subtle. matter. <laughs> Subtle, Katie. Subtle. And, you know, build lots of barriers and walls. Um, <laughs> no. But in all seriousness, like, these are the kind of minority crimes that we should be paying attention to. These are the groups of people that, I mean, I even hate using the word minority because it, it is accurate, but it implies like some sort of like weird difference between us. And we're all just people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but yet the stories that we hear about are always the stories where, you know, the pretty white girl goes missing or, you know, this creepy, it's the same profile of the serial killer, Jerry Brudos, Ted Bundy, like these, yeah, like I mean, there's fucking something... whacked out white guys who go nuts and, you yeah, know, I mean, murder a bunch of people. And that's not like, it's not serial killing or killing or gruesome murder is not like a white people thing. That's like an all people thing. But, and that's why I love, I know I'm on a soapbox and I'll get off in a second, but that's why I love shows like it's about damn crime because they highlight specifically minority cases that you have never heard of. Right. Well, and I think that's what's important about it. I mean, like, yes, I get that, you know, it, crime in itself is is bad. It's always bad no matter what. But uh, it's also important to make sure that everybody is getting the equal amount of coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if it's all bad, then it all needs to be covered and highlighted equally. Right. And I feel like it's not, so... Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's just, like, people don't care. You know what I mean? Like, right, 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 like, right. If that had happened here, it would have been all fucking over the place. Just like that grinder case. Like I, I don't know the specifics of that case, but that case was blasted out everywhere. Yeah. Um. And and we just didn't hear shit about this, and this just happened. Yeah. So anyway, um, there's not a whole lot of information out there. The Daily Star was my main source. Uh, but there were a cu- couple other, there's a bunch of other sources that kind of copied the same information. So it was clear that it was like one associated press release of information and then everybody just kind of copied over and reworded and plagiarized each other. Okay. I love when I see cases like that because it's just like, okay, so there was like five facts in this case and like every single website has published an article and just like rearranged the way that the facts are presented. <laughs> kind of like us here at the Haunted Heart Podcast. Literally us. <laughs> so, um... Coming soon, the Haunted Heart News Network. <laughs> so it's um, it's not really super well known why he did that, um, why the crime was committed, but it was alleged um, by several sources that Bocanegra allegedly killed Ramirez because she refused to have sex with him. I'm... I, um, I... That just... Yeah. And that ties That's into so fucking like I don't understand. How can you how can you take a life in general, but like over something so stupid. So fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And then you wonder why Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that's a let me I'm not getting on my soapbox right now. <laughs> well, it ties into a wider concept and and we might not get that deep into this today. Um, but it does tie into the wider concept of machismo in Latin American culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the dating app crime episode. It's not the machismo episode, but I, I would be remiss to mention this crime. How do you like that word? Remiss. Spending you out of $10. Oh, remissed. But I would be remiss to talk about this case and not mention machismo because it clearly plays such a huge part if, in fact, he did murder her because 
she refused to have sex with him. So machismo is very widespread concept in Mexican society. Um, there's an idealized concept of it in some Latin American circles, and the machista is defined as a strong or exaggerated sense of traditional masculinity, placing great value on physical courage, virility, domination of women, and aggressiveness. Mm. And so that sort of type of masculinity, which is very toxic, is sort of blasted out through telenovelas and movies, behaviors in the workplace, behaviors in, within families, and especially in romantic relationships, that sort of machismo attitude has been celebrated and rewarded uh, in a lot of circles. So, obviously, like we have seen in this case, machismo has been linked to femicide. The Economic Commission for Latin America and the Caribbean estimates that 12 women are murdered every single day in Latin America and the Caribbean for the sole fact that they are women. That's 12 a day. And Mexico... 12 a day. 12 a day. And Mexico is one of the worst offenders. According to Ana Guemes from the United Nations Women Group, femicides are a pandemic in Mexico. Uh, the Council of Hemispheric Affairs alleges that of the almost 50,000 women killed, only 2,500 resulted in convictions. During some certain period of time, it wasn't really clear in the article what the period of time was. But you're looking at a, a section, because when they usually do these studies, they, they section off a couple years. We're looking at 50,000 women killed. Only 2,500 of those women's murderers actually went to jail and were convicted. That's insane that's like that's, that's just sudden, like I can't even like I can't even fathom well let me give right it to now. you a different way those figures mean that Mexican femicide cases have an impunity rate near 95% so 95% of Mexican women that are murdered their killers get off Which only leads further into, you know, that cycle. Because mm-hmm. they know that they're not going to get in no, fucking not. trouble for yep. it. Yep. Recently, there have been efforts to put an end to the more dangerous elements of the machismo culture and to talk about how harmful it is and, you know, w- what it's doing to the culture at large. Um so there are, and maybe we'll post some resources for, you know, if you're interested in that, how you can read further about that. Cause it is really fascinating. Um, and it is really inspiring the work that, you know, people are doing to, I mean, it sounds crazy, but to just convince people that women deserve to exist. <laughs> That's so ridiculous to me because if you even think about like these men who commit these crimes, they have mothers, they have sisters, right. they even right. have daughters, like, mm-hmm. But yet you take the life of someone else's daughter, someone right. else's mother, right. someone's sister. Like, I yeah. don't understand how you as a human being mm-hmm. could ever, ever, ever justify that. But even beyond that, I mean, and that's a completely valid thought, especially in, you know, Latin American culture where family is such a big deal. Right. 
But even beyond that, like, even if we aren't mothers or sisters or daughters or whatever, or wives, just as women, as living human beings, we have value beyond all that, beyond a title of a mom or a sister or any of that. Like, we deserve to exist because we are living, breathing human beings. Well, yeah, of course. So fuck off and stop murdering people (laughs) because you have to support your fragile masculinity. Fragile, toxic, all of the above. Yeah. No. Not about it. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I was just trying to... I mean, you know what I'm saying. I yeah, just no, trying to make no, 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 that no, no. emotional, like valid. that emotional connection. Yes. Yeah, because is, you you speak on that because that's like you come from a that. very emotional center place. So yeah. I look at things like that. Right. So that's why, like for me and my personal filter, like in examining these, it's like, how could you ever do that? Like, right? Because if someone, like you know, God forbid, anything like that happened to anyone that. Like, I just couldn't, I can't do it. <laughs> like, I just can't, I just can't fathom that. Yeah. And how, like, you would ever be able to justify that. Yeah. So. I mean, and the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I, it, I could go on and on about that. But uh, that is the story, the very sad story of Francia Ruth Ibarra Ramirez. And our hearts go out to her family and her friends yeah, and everyone who knew her and you know, we've got a candle here dedicated for you, babe. (laughs) 26 years old. That's insane. Um, I think that just goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. Um, because like you said, she, cause her friends did not like, nobody really knew that she was with this guy. She hadn't, yeah, she hadn't, she hadn't really told Whatever reason, yeah, like she was some just people, keeping it private, and right. I totally respect that because that's me, one hundred. It's, 100, it's but. completely valid, and especially if this is someone that you have, like, you know, it is not just a random person that you mm-hmm. were just. It was like a one-time thing, mm-hmm. you know. This was somebody that you were seeing. Yeah, there um, needs there needs to be one person. Yeah, who you can just you know give the information to. Yeah, even if you lie and say it's a girl, whatever, so that you don't bring attention to yourself. What? Just make sure they have all the information that they need to have. Right? They can't get. Or you you don't even have to tell them. Like, tell them, like, hey, you know what? And that's what again, what makes it so hard because, like, if this is someone that you've been with, like, you kind of trust them, so you don't feel a need to like every time you visit this person to say like, oh, I'm going there. Which was the other compelling thing about this case because you know it wasn't like. And I don't know what his intentions were with meeting her on Tinder, and I don't know how long they dated, but it definitely seemed like it was a sort of semi-established relationship. It was right. not like their first date right. on Tinder. This is like after we had kind of gotten into it. Right. Um, but people can still, obviously, you know, they it's, can f- it's not like there's a first date hump with, oh, God, that was a terrible word to use. Uh, <laughs> it's not like there's a first date hump with Tinder, except maybe sometimes there is. Girl, get yours. But it's not like if the first date goes okay and he doesn't seem like a crazy psycho on the first date, then it's fine. Or she, because girls can be just as crazy, too. There's a ton of cases with women on this yeah, very yeah, same yeah, yeah. topic, being the aggressors. Um, but, you know, just staying vigilant and making sure until you really, really, really know somebody 
that you don't really drop your guard and that you right. let people know where you are. And even if you, yeah, and like I said, even if you want to keep it private, just let somebody know, like, hey, where you're going to be. Like, you don't necessarily have to be like, if you want to keep it private, like, you don't have to be like, hey, I'm hanging out with this guy that, you know, I'm kind of seeing, but like, don't really know where it's going. So why would I like bring him fully into my life type thing? But you can at least be, hey, I'm going out with someone. Yeah. You know, right. Just FYI. Yeah. Yeah, no, there needs to be at least one person. And if you don't have that person in your life, you need to befriend that person and get real close to them, make sure they're not a murderer, and then, like, give them that information. Like, if you don't have that friend, you need you need that friend. There That's should the be a hotline for that. There should a be. A friend hotline, like, where if you don't feel comfortable talking to somebody. Like, or who's like actually your in your friends, life who has to, like, be around you all the time. Yeah, just to send out like a hotline where you can call somebody, give them your information, whatever you choose and, Mm -hmm. uh, let them know where you're going or who you're going to be with. And then like, if you don't respond within like a certain, you know what I mean? Like, like a check back in Mm -hmm. sort of, then, you know, it gets escalated. Something of that nature that just popped into my head. It just seemed like, we should do an that. Interesting idea. We should do that. That's For what all the haunted, our listeners, there you that's go. That's what the haunted heart turns into. The haunted heart be watching you, girl. The haunted heart is watching. Is watching. That's you. our new Patreon. And that boy beside you. We watching that, that boy or girl. We watching him. We, we got watching our him. eyes on him. That boy or that girl or that nine B. Let's mm-hmm. be inclusive. Anybody. We Whoever. watching that we, person. We just watching all of ends. We watching all of you when you sleep. All the time. Looking at you through your window. No, I'm not. No. I don't, have, I don't <laughs> no. have the time or patience. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, it is way too hot out here for that bullshit. It's, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't have the time. We watching you in spirit. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah. That is our, that is our dating app crimes. There's a ton of them. And we just picked two to look at today. But there's, it's, it's quite fascinating this strange method of communicating yeah i I, mm, still i think that the theme of today's episode is to just always be vigilant just yes make sure that like if you're meeting somebody that you're being safe like have fun please like nobody here is saying like don't have fun like i'm all for you doing you getting your business done how you see fit but just please be safe and be smart that's all yeah. I ask. Be smart. Yeah. Darn, I was looking for... Um... Oh, here it is. Um, so I know I already mentioned them once. It's about damn crime. Um, but... Because they cover uh, minority cases. But one of the hosts on there, um, she is currently like getting back into online dating and it's fucking hilarious Oh, on I've read Instagram some of feed. that. I, I have read... I she have will some screenshot some of the messages that she gets. And, like, one of the ones that she got, like, a couple days ago, this guy sent her good morning. And then literally, like, two hours later, he messaged her and said, you, like, the letter U, which is one of my pet peeves. I cannot fucking stand it. Yeah. Why do you not have time to type Y-O-U? Why must it be just the letter U? Um, you ever have the number two at once? No question mark. <laughs> No period. No Wait, punctuation. You ever have the number two at you, once? You ever have two at once? You ever have two at once? Yes. I don't understand. Kenny. You ever have two? Oh, 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 oh. Kenny. I, no, no, no. I was thinking Honey. about. No, I was thinking about the, the bathroom number two. I was thinking about like was he asking him if she ever had a number number one oh, and number no. two at the same time? No. And I was gonna be like, yes. <laughs> I was about to raise my hand. Yes. Oh my 
my god. Yes. <laughs> no, it was great. No, honey, that's a whole other fetish that we're not getting into. <laughs> no, it was, it was beautiful, but yes. It's truly a strange, strange world, and my very limited contact with it, um, basically just through that, <laughs> basically literally just through Justine from that podcast, it's horrifying. Yeah. So just, you know, be safe, everybody. You do you. Yeah. And just let somebody know where the fuck you are. Or, you know what, you could always just play whoever you're with an episode of this podcast and let them know that... We're watching them. We are. Just tell them. And that's all. That, I mean, no, that's not all you'll need. But like, no. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but just saying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you're listening to us, then you're something. I'm sorry. Something's wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Something's wrong. Uh, and with that. And they'll scare the fuck out of you. If you want to get more. Haunted Heart in your life. We already mentioned the Facebook group. you got to join the Facebook group. It is an awesome um, discussion. It's an awesome group. Super awesome family. If you want some spooky memes coming up, like, fucking absolutely hit up that Facebook group. Because I'm going to tell you what, I'm about to go in. It is almost September 1st, honey. And I have got the memes for you. I've got the memes got, for you. Do you... You got you got any more of them memes? Is that Dave Chappelle skit? Got oh any more God. of them spooky memes? I'm not gonna let you meme over an audio medium. Anyway, join the Facebook group. Search the Haunted Heart Podcast on Facebook. You can find our group. It is a closed group. If you request to join, we will approve you, and we will be very excited. We will welcome you into the group with open arms. We will swipe left, swipe right. No, swipe I think right. it's swipe right. right. We'll, I think we right will, is good. We will swipe right on you. Yes, we will. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. We'll at swipe left. <laughs> no. <laughs> we will swipe left. No, whatever yes is, is what we will do. Um, you can find us on Instagram at the haunted heart podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the haunted heart. We post all different stuff on all three of our social medias. So make sure that you are following all three to mm-hmm. get the maximum amount of information from us. Yes. We also have a Patreon, which we mentioned at the top of the episode, patreon.com slash the haunted heart. There are all kinds of tiers that you can join. You can become part of our Patreon family for just as little as like a dollar a month. So for a dollar a month, you could support this starving piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, for fucking sure. <laughs> uh, no, but, but seriously, if you do appreciate what we do, it does take a lot of time and effort. And we, I, I have sweat out probably like 20% of my fucking body weight during this episode alone. You haven't, because so. you're a woman. I have, though. I just, just want to take a moment to <laughs> just you, remind you everybody here. that I sat here naked through the awkward, like, fetish crime <laughs> And if you think that we deserve something for that, then let me know. You're a woman, honey. You sat here and you gained a pound. Probably (laughs) You know that's how it works. Probably so. From the fucking candle wax. Anyway, we love you. Yes, we do. We have enjoyed spending this time with you. And we will see you next week. And until then, you know what you need to do. You need to stay spooky. spooky.